Welcome to Toy Talk with Dr. Tasha Toy, a talk show with probative interviews about relationships, self-care, and so much more. No batteries included. It's time for Toy Talk. Here's Dr. Tasha Toy. pleasure of being your host about a topic that is very near and dear to me and also my counterpart my friend and my pal Dr. Karen Reed Hendon. Hello there. Hello. So we're going to hey, hey. we're going to dive right into this because I think we've been having a lot of conversations about this lately and not really taking the time to process it and also asking the questions around the people around us, what does that look like? And the question, the topic for this evening is change. Change. So think about it. As you are waking up, as you are moving through life, change is constantly happening. There are many different sayings, books, how-tos, DIYs, videos, and the like when it comes to change. But my question for you is when is the last time that you've taken time to really check yourself internally and those around you about change? Karen, when's the last time you had a change moment? Uh, what, last week? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say uh, last week, Cher? Yeah, no, last week. Um So as some of you um, may know, or actually don't know, uh, I am, I think I am travailing into a new uh, relationship, I think you could say, with someone. I'm not sure yet, Um, but... um, And I'm not sure either. (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't want to put more into it than than what I can. Basically, um, but it's been it's been a minute since I've had someone in my in my space in that way. And so you know when uh, you finally, I guess, like get back good with getting with yourself, and then trying to reintroduce someone into that space, you kind of become resistant to wanting someone back in that space again. Like now. When I put down a glass, I know that that was me that put down the glass and not someone else that put the glass down. But now that there's someone new, there's now the potential of that glass not even being mine and me being annoyed by that. Uh, <laughs> Did you say annoyed by that? Yeah, yeah. yeah Why would you be annoyed? Uh, because I like things as I like them. I want things the way that they are. And yeah, yeah, I know. And it took it took a long time to get there. It took a long time to get there. But because I am literally toying with the idea of having someone new in my space, that requires some adjustment on my part. Hence, change. So this is someone who's um, cerebral at best, sarcastic at worst, which means I have to read between the lines. This is someone who is. very good at um, allowing me to explain things and not being main, uh, mansplained to, which is different from 
you know, my, my last experience and, uh, it requires adjustment. It requires a lot of adjustment. Let me go back for a moment and just share with everyone. When Karen was talking about being mansplained, um, can you, for those of you who don't know, it's a, actually, it's not just a slang, a core, you know, a little term that everybody uses is actually proven where women share ideas, thoughts, I um, concerns, or express themselves, and then a man comes behind them and then explains it again in the exact same way. But because they're a man, they may get accolades. They might get, um, yes. it's kind of the kind of, not kind of, it is when a person is explaining the exact same thing over again to quote, save the person. Um, and that's a bad thing. That is yeah. a very bad thing, but it's a very common thing. And that is yeah. where I can say my observation is where Karen has done a wonderful job of that change. The change mm-hmm. that occurs when you challenge the norm or you embrace what's going on in the norm. And I think that's what happens so many times as women. We, in, we kind of go with the flow. And even though the change is happening, we rarely take it upon ourselves to actually change it. We are reactionary. We're not the ones to actually create that change. I think that's something right. that we need to work on as a collective group. We need to be yeah. the ones to put our finger on the pulse and create the change that is necessary in our lives. And it could be something as simple as, you know what, I'm going to work out more. I am going to read a book. I'm going to travel more. What is that change that you see that you need to actually embrace or encourage in your life? There's change in all places. But not all mm-hmm. change is positive change. There are times in our lives that opportunities and situations present themselves and we change, again, reactionary, based on negative experiences. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can, there's a long list of things that I could put right there in that situation, but I'm not. <laughs> But Karen, can you share with us, have you ever had that time where there's a negative change and you're just like, well, I, I didn't see this coming. I've changed, looking back over my shoulder, I've changed and I've adapted or I've, re- I've uh, rebuffed or reflected or deflected what was going on, but I'm better mm-hmm. for that situation. Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it, it probably happens more when you think about the company that you keep. True. Uh, you know, you know, whether we like it or not, the people that we are around most of the time really do influence how we engage uh, with others. And if you have someone who's negative, that's a part of your posse. Um, sadly, you begin to oh. absorb some of those traits. Very and true. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. when you uh, when you uh, finally confront it, um, the outcome while the, you know, the outcome, the initial outcome can be negative because, uh-huh. you know, you're trying to break free from that. Um, hopefully, in the long run, the outcome is positive because you've learned from whatever that experience was and you've determined for yourself that you don't want to go back down that road again. 
Very true. Liz, I want to go back to something that you said. It was about, remember in our previous uh, experience or time together on the radio, we talked about who's mm-hmm. on your team, who's on your committee, and that mm-hmm. was very important. And you just reiterated when your team is not together or when you have that one negative person. <sighs> That is sometimes a bad experience and that you kind, not kind of, you absorb what that person is putting out. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that can be, that can be in your inner circle, that can be at your job, that could be any of the organizations you're a part of. Uh, Even if you, like me, I like to go to the gym and there's always one person that's there who's overly critical of themselves that's making you feel some kind of way about yourself. Yes. Uh, that it happens more often than not. And, and that is where that's a negative opportunity. That's a negative experience of change. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I've been a type of person who likes change and promotes change that when I come up against people who resist it, I do get in my feelings. I do ask why they are so hesitant. Remember, I mean, Karen, how many times have I moved since I've known you? Oh, yeah, you've you moved a little bit. I'm a you, professional You've gone from place to place. I, I, like, I like to keep you all in, in business. Uh, yeah, you do that so well. <laughs> in the U.S. Postal Service because, you know, every time you change, you got to change of address. But that, I, I think that's the other part of the change for me is really being honest with myself and being honest with the people around us that sometimes change is hard, but that does not mean that it's not obtainable. I think that's mm-hmm. another big difference is that when you think of change, you think of it in a very small place. You think of it as... Um, You either have a very positive experience with it or you have a negative experience with it. For me, my suggestion is when it's time for change, you need to embrace it. You need to lean into it. That Sheryl Sandberg conversation in in vernacular, lean into it. Yes. And you also need to think about when you're reactionary, and you resist that change, what do you do? What do you do? Well, I think the bigger question is asking, why am I so reactionary to this change? You know, for, um, I've been in work situations where uh, I've been very reactionary to something. Uh And and it was because I got a vibe or I got a feeling, um, you know, because part of that is also trusting your gut. True. Uh, about whatever situation you're in. And while some may have proved like, okay, yeah, that was that was a bad call. I think depending on your experiences, depending on, on um, how you feel about a situation or a person that's involved in that situation, it can really color how you um, find yourself wanting to deal with the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been in work situations where... I've had really wonderful employees and I've had others where it it was it was just a real challenge. And 
I think we're all conditioned that we want the best for everybody and that we all want good things to happen with the people that we're working with. Right. But, you know, when certain edicts come down and they have to get, um, you know, they have to, to get done or they have to get moved and, and people resist that. Mm-hmm. My first question is, well, why are you resisting it? What is it? What is it about that's coming down the pipes that has you not wanting to engage or support or anything so that I can understand why you're feeling how you're feeling so that either I give this project to someone else or I uh, or I manage it somehow, some kind of way. And I have been in situations where I've had workers that have told me straight up, no, they're not doing something. Oh, yeah. Well, I've had yeah. that, too. Yeah, well, you're not doing something means that you won't have a job. So you can either do the thing <laughs> or, or you can go. And see, I'm 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 the exact opposite. I pick my battles. I pick my battles. Yes. My battle is more of, okay, so what we're going to do, all right, is you need to you need to talk to me about it. We need to process. I need to see where you're coming from. And then let me fix it. I think you 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 are right into the the wheelhouse, but on the other side for me, I would be honest with you and say when it comes to those type of things, um I've had students, I've had coworkers, I've had actually supervisors to say no. And the frustrating part of that is sometimes my supervisor can see the landscape wider than I can, mm-hmm. but don't let me in on the whole experience. So I won't know why they're saying no. So it goes back to being the team member. Right. But for me, when I hear a person say, well, no, I'm like, okay, well, um, can you tell me why? Mm-hmm. And then we can work through it. But in those situations, I wouldn't say that's a resistance to change. I often also liken it, and this could be for a topic down the road long, long, long time from here, is trust. Mm-hmm. It's yes, trust. I feel like that goes back to it. You know, well, you're not going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Or it's not going to work out. I don't trust your vision. I don't trust what you're saying. So that's going to be a no. So I honestly yeah. think that that's, Part of it is we honestly have to walk through and be honest with ourselves that sometimes, not all times, it's not change resistance, it's trust. Do I Mm -hmm. trust you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. And trust plays a huge part, I think, in change. Um, So listening to your gut, uh, trusting yourself and those around you who may be influential in this change uh, and actually dealing with the change are huge and working through it. It it takes a, it takes an insane amount of work. It does. In my opinion. It does. Yeah. But you know, but you know something and, you're going to help me with this name. John who? Karen? Mm-hmm. What's his last name? John who? Lakewa Zamo. Oh, oh hey. John Lakewa Zamo. John Lakewa Zamo. I Lake said Wisamo. it yes. by myself. I'm a big girl. 
I'm huge a, fan. Huge fan of John Leguizamo. Hi, John. You taught me so much with your uh, history lesson of Latinos and Hispanics. Um, but uh, as I was watching his special, which I completely think everybody needs to watch and learn. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it, it was so good. It is so informative. I am a history major, and I learned. I was like, yep, yep. Ooh, I didn't know that. Ooh, mm-hmm, that was smart. But anyway, back to the part of change. The one thing that he was saying, uh, the reason why he did this particular special was because his son was being bullied and did mm-hmm. and one of the things he was being bullied about was his his ethnicity. He is his wife is a Jewish and mm-hmm. John is he Puerto Rican? Well, we just Yes. He is yes, Puerto he's Puerto Rican. Rican. He's Puerto Rican. But he is embracing a Hispanic and Latino background and he told his mm-hmm. son, you know, you need to understand what we represent, where we come from. And he was like, well, Dad, you know, not everybody knows the history. And I'm being bullied. And the bullying was very, very relentless to this eight-grade eight young man. And as his he was going through this process, this one particular day was Thanksgiving, to be exact, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is next week. And yep, yes, it is. he said that um, the, his daughter walked up and told his, her brother, which I think this is sibling, sibling love at its greatest, hey, you know, bullies are like sandpaper. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to rub up against you. And when they're done, they're going to be all used up and, not, and worthless. But you... You will be smooth and refined during the process. And I think that is the same thing that we need, the way we need to think about change, is that it is just like water running over a bed of rocks. It will make it smoother. It will make it happier. It will make it healthier. But also, in the same breath, it will give us fresh perspective it will give us life it will give us understanding and that's mm-hmm. how we need to start looking at change of instead of saying oh there's that change again or why do we always change you know right when i'm getting the groove we change again we need to look yeah. at it as an opportunity for growth and liking what is going on yes 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 i agree Change can be a good thing. You just have to allow us to want to change. Uh, a lot of folks get very comfortable and complacent, uh, thus, you know, fighting against it. And sometimes it's not evil. It's not even that, um, you know, they want to change, but it could be that it's all they know and they don't know anything different. True. And when something is different and unknown is scary. Very. Very scary. And folks don't, some folks don't do good with scary. No. Um, I don't like Halloween. So you just take that for what you need. Discuss it much yourself. <laughs> I don't like it. So, no. I don't, I don't like it at all. Sir. Right. I think the scariest movie that I would enjoy is Medea Boo. Halloween Boo. <laughs> And then it was yeah, Medea, Halloween B, uh, Boo 2. After that, I don't, I don't really, there's nothing for us to talk about. I don't need to know who Jason did. I don't need to know what Michael Myers said. Predator and all of them. Mm-mm. No, they're not on my list. No. 
that's okay. Oh my goodness. And that is a change moment. You know, I'm I know that in this in this particular case, I cannot change. I can't. And I don't want to change because I'm gonna hurt people. And so I get that. And so that's that's my no moment and I'm not gonna change it because there you go. Now, the other part about change is we just talked about embracing and how you look at it and how do you bring it into your life. My question mm-hmm. for you, Karen, is as we're looking at change, and we and we've primarily talked about change when it comes to our work. Mm-hmm. You you dabbed a little bit when it comes to our um, personal life, but overall, how does it look when it comes to um, change? What what are some encouraging words that you would like to give to people when it comes to change? Well, I think the main thing that I would say is that with change, you have a choice. Say that again. You can, with change, you have a choice. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. You can, you can either rock with it, roll with it, or you can choose not to. But the other part of that is that change is constant. So even you are not making a decision, you're not making a choice you're still going to be forced to make a choice. So better to move with it than to actually find yourself being left behind. Like I think about, I think about when I was in my twenties, you know, which was last week. I think about when I was in my (laughs) twenties and uh, we were at this really interesting technological phase and that everybody was getting a cell phone. Yes, and there were flip phones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or was it everybody or was, it, was getting a cell phone? Oh, was it the bag? Which one was it? The flip phone or the bag? So I'm talking about it from the standpoint of when, um, when uh, not the not the bag phone. I remember that though. I like uh, the bag phone. But we're talking about you know late '90s, early 2000s. And, and all of a sudden, it became this thing that was accessible for many people. Right. Okay. And I remember being very resistant to having a cell phone because what do I need a cell phone for? I'm only in two places. I'm either at my job or I'm at home. But why? Why do I need this? What do I need this for? And then <laughs> I began to, I seriously, and then I began to travel. Yes. And and I was a road warrior back in the day. We so all were. I had yeah, so I had no problem, you know, waking up on a Friday and like, you know, I think I'm gonna drive to Chicago Roll and then out. go do that. Yeah. Not realizing the panic I was putting people in because they had no way to reach me. True. When I was on the road. And it wasn't enough to um you know, if I stop at a gas station, you know, call my parents or call whoever, because guess what was being phased out? Landlines. Yes. And pay phones. The phones by the side of the road. Okay. Those really weren't happening. So I had to find myself in a situation where I literally had to change with the time. I literally had to change with the time and I was stressed out doing it. Well, who do I give this number to, and and why 
and the only people that need to call me and then not understand it's it just everything like not understanding the bill and what AT&T mean when I got to pay all of this and you know all of that but the change proved to be positive because it allowed me to be more versatile uh-huh. um, if a problem came up I was able to handle it right then and there as opposed to waiting until I got home or waiting until I got to work to manage it Right. Um, it allowed those that needed to reach me to reach me faster. And now it's just become a part of of who I am. Now I, I don't I don't leave home without my phone. And if I do, I'm actually panicking because I don't have it. And, you know, and truth to power, it'll soon enough be something else where it won't just be cell phones anymore. It'll it'll be some other piece of technology that while today I'm fighting it saying, I don't need that. What do I need that for tomorrow? I know that that's going to be the thing that helps me to move forward. So, you know, not all change is bad. Some changes is actually pretty good. Even when we fight it, there's some change that's good for us. Well, I'm glad that you have that perspective and you're right. Um, kind of the observation, of, um, like you said, all change is not bad change. Some change is good. And then on the back side of it is also the condition and understanding that we have the possibility of um, if we push against it, and even if we don't push against it, there's the opportunity of making sure that we roll with it. Like you said, change is inevitable. The question is mm -hmm. how you're going to reflect or how you're going to react to it at all times. Yes. Well, I would like to say, Karen, I thank you very much for spending some time with us um, yes. this afternoon. Uh, the only thing that I would like to say is that our listeners, pretty soon we'll be launching our social media. And in doing so, we want you to come up with the topics. What are some of the things you want us to share? What are some of the things or people you want us to invite to the table to conversate and converse about different things that are important to us, you, and everybody around us? Because there's really no topic, okay, maybe one or two topics that are off limits. But for the High most five part, that are off limits. <laughs> but there are many opportunities out there, and that's where we want to bring you in. So thank you very much one more time, Dr. Karen Reed Hendon. Thank you for having me. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Toy Talk. No batteries included. Have a good evening. Goodbye. Bye.